G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Put up a post on Instagram the other day, uh, a little tile from Twitter that said, 10 rounds in, what have you learned about your team so far this season? Uh, I got a number of people that sent in their responses, so I'm going to go through and read them live and give my thoughts on some of your responses. There's about 200 odd comments on this one here, so I might not get through every single one of them, but I'll do my very best. Uh, a lot of Sometimes I can't actually tell which team they're talking about, which wasn't overly well thought out by some commenters, uh, but most of them I can piece it together, or they say, which was some real eyes up footy there by you guys. The first one comes from Storm underscore Nation 6. If you're a Melbourne Storm fan, make sure you go check out the boys, Willie and Maddie, doing fantastic things over there. Say, the way we attack is starting to show through. Been slowly changing the way we play. Uh, Negative would be our ability to shift the momentum in our favour, play old school Storm footy. I agree with the uh, ability struggling to sort of shift momentum momentum in your favour and I think that you're really struggling because you are missing your big middle forwards and it's easy when you're winning games by 60 and 70 uh, but in the closer games I think you have shown that you are missing those middle forwards and I think the cheese has the same sort of punch this year as what he's had uh, probably the last two years I think he might be a little bit tired things might have caught up to him a little bit uh, but yeah the Melbourne Storm definitely heading in the right direction um, and yeah their attack is starting to come through they just need to get all these guys on the field we've said all year it's crazy with their spine how good they are and that only one of them needs to stand up out of the four and they can win by 30 all of a sudden so scary times for the Melbourne Storm from BKR Sports big Titans fans Titans going to win the comp after going undefeated from round 10 yep sure uh, Paracave podcast We get up for some games More than others Para need to start winning Two, three, four games in a row And get that consistently I agree I agree with Paracave podcast Champion fella too um, Yeah, Parramatta They're just hard to get a read on I don't know who Parramatta are That's what I said after this weekend I expected them to beat the Chooks It's a game that they should have won uh, After beating the Panthers the other week I just thought this was a game That they would have penciled in as a win This is a game that they would have wanted to test themselves Against this Roosters side uh, They weren't able to get the job done They were pretty disappointed They weren't that far off Don't get me wrong But uh, They've got to start to win these games of football. It's just what, what I'm worried about with Parramatta as well. And next one comes from Mitchell. That the Broncos' insistence on developing youth is paying off after a long, bloody struggle. A quality old head number seven was exactly what they needed. Yeah, um, I agree with the Broncos. They obviously had a number of young guys over the last few years, and they've lost a lot of young guys as well. Uh, I know there was a bit of pushback in the comments about people saying, my team's had it worse, blah, 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 whatever. Um, the Broncos, they have been pretty poor the last two years, and they've been pretty poor because they've had a lot of young guys in this squad. Uh, they used their money wisely. They spent their money on the guy they needed, which was a halfback and experienced head in Adam Reynolds. Now you've got these young guys 
that are really starting to fill out the rest of the team. You got Tony Staggs, your Herbie Farmworth, uh, your you know TC Rabadi off the bench, your Paddy Carrigan, your Fleglers, your Jordan Rickies, all these sort of guys who are really starting to come of age now. So well done to the Broncos. Uh, there was a bit of struggle in it, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, some of the comments here, people saying that they didn't struggle. Fuck. Anyway, well done to the Broncos. Uh, they're definitely moving in the right direction. Those young guys, uh, it's starting to pay dividends now. And next one has been Warriors have been consistently inconsistent and it doesn't look to change anytime soon. Uh, I am Tim Gore. Yeah, mate, unfortunately, I agree. Um, I think the Warriors can potentially knock up a few wins in a row over the next few weeks, but I remember saying that about the Warriors last year at different points too, and you, they're just hard to trust. Um, I've got a bit invested in them as far as my Supercoach Classic team goes in Reese Walsh. I do think they're better than what they've shown, but uh, unfortunately, this is who the Warriors are. So I, th- I think he put it really well. Tim did consistently inconsistent. Uh, from Caleb Marston, one step forward, two steps back. Hashtag para. Yeah, Parramatta. It feels like you take one step forward and you're a top three team all of a sudden and then you lose to someone in a game you shouldn't lose and you're disappointing. It's, just, it's I don't know. It, they're, they're just hard to get a read on Parramatta. Uh, Viking Clark, milk is coming. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, that the milk is back in action. They've played really well the last few weeks. Uh, but, yeah, fuck, I, I don't know how much I trust that comment, to be honest with you. Uh, they're starting to head in the right direction, but it could fall apart at any second for Canberra is what I've learned so far this year. Uh, Fisho Gav says they had it in them, just needed direction and confidence. Brisbane Broncos, I agree. Okay, this one comes from Cam Sam Kosak, not Cam Sosak. Sam Kosak. Manly is so frustrating. I know what they can do in attack and defense, but we just aren't seeing it regularly enough against good teams. I agree, mate. You know what Manly are capable of, and what they're capable of is fucking terrifying, to be honest with you. But once again, consistency plagues this side, even just consistencies in games. They have been unlucky at times. They've obviously had, uh, you know, a couple of sin bins, the send-off a couple of weeks ago to Carl Lawton. So not everything has gone their way with injuries and stuff, but then when they do have things you know, not really stacked against them. They can be very disappointing, like last Friday. They had Turbo. They had Olukawatu against Brisbane, who are a good side. They're not a great side, and um, they really didn't fire a shot there. So I agree, mate. Manly, very, very frustrating. Hard to get a read on um, what they're doing and where they're going. Okay, from Baron95, doesn't tell me what team he's talking about, but I know who he's talking about, that we're clearly going back-to-back. I don't hate this one. Hard to push back on the Penrith Panthers. They are my favourites to win this competition as it stands. They are currently the best team in this comp, giving it to the Melbourne Storm on the weekend. Melbourne Storm, I understand, missing Ryan Pappenhausen, missing Jerome Hughes, missing a couple of troops, no doubt about that. Uh, But the Penrith Panthers, I mean... They can only play who's in front of them. They definitely played who was in front of them, and there was still a number of really high-quality representative stars in that team, and they absolutely gave it to them. And personally, I don't think Penrith played their best either. So for me, I think Penrith Panthers going back-to-back is probably a good shout. This one comes from PTR underscore Oz. Uh, He's a Canterbury Bulldogs fan. Roster is well off, top eight, but definitely shouldn't be languishing at the bottom. Another bleak few years ahead for Doggies fans, as it looks unfortunately. Can't fathom that there are rumours we are chasing Jackson Paulo when we need another quality fullback and halfback way more desperately. Uh, Yeah, the Canterbury Bulldogs not looking overly great at the moment. Uh, Coaching change this week. Mick Potter walking in there. Uh, Yeah, looking pretty grim at the moment. Reid Marnie walks in there next year, which I think will be a great get. A hooker uh, is a position that they need. I think Jeremy Marshall-King's been good, uh, but 
I think Reed Marnie's definitely an upgrade with all due respect to Marshall King as much as I am a big fan of him. But yeah, you're right. Fullback and seven. I don't know if we've solved our problems there. I think we're closer. I think they are closer to solving their problems at seven than they are at one. I don't think Dufty's the answer. I think you'll see Avrilo get a shot there over the next few weeks, realistically. Uh, this one comes from Hogs underscore best defense in the comp, the Cowboys. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're the best defense in the comp, but they're right up there, mate. Uh, they've been very impressive this year. I'm very keen to see how they go over the next two weeks. I think they've got Melbourne into Penrith, uh, so that'll be a massive test for this North Queensland Cowboys side. I'm not I'm not expecting them to win, and I'm not saying they have to win. All I want to see them do is hang in these contests and show that they can go head-to-head with these top teams and really hold their own. Uh, I think they will, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people still think it's a bit of a false hope with the Cowboys. I genuinely think they are a pretty good footy side this year, so very keen to see them go. Uh, Geordie Beaumont, Sharks don't turn up for away games. Yeah, this has been an issue for the Sharkies. I don't think they've won a game outside of Sydney, and even just their away games in general have been a little bit disappointing, but at Shark Park, they're building a real fortress. It should be noted. They've had a lot of games at Shark Park, though, to start the season. So that will probably even out a little bit as the season moves forward. So the Sharkies, uh, they're looking like a great side, but... Their consistency, especially for away games, has been a little bit of a worry so far this season. That's a really good shout. Uh, Reese 312, Warriors are yet to find defensive consistency. Yeah, their defense on the weekend was awful too. Fuck, that edge defense was just poor. I think it was Timmy Williams spoke about it on the Monday pod on Bloke in a Bar, talking about how when you watch the good teams, their scramble is just unbelievable. There's players everywhere. They're always covering in behind the Warriors. There was none of that on the weekend. So the Warriors, their defense definitely needs needs to improve. Uh, Lachlan Sheaf, that the signing of Adam Reynolds is the best thing we've done for our club in a long time. I agree, mate. Even if the Cowboys don't make the top four slash grand final, I'm impressed with what they've done. Yeah, good shout. Uh, who have we got? Let's get some new teams in here. The Eels haven't changed. Nathan Brown's saying a little coach. Um, what have we got? A lot of people have put in comments here without putting what team they go for, which is just... Uh, ridiculous. Uh, this one says, Jay McMurray 8, that you were right about the Knights. Probably so far I have been right about the Knights um, as a whole, but hopefully they can start to turn that around. they got to win on the weekend against New- against the Canterbury Bulldogs, who aren't the most impressive team, and I understand that. Uh, but sometimes you just need a win to kickstart your season. They're getting back more and more troops every week. Hopefully Dane Gagai returns this week. I think Tyson Brazell walks back in too. So plenty of positives for the Newcastle Knights. Milford starts to play this week too, so hopefully uh, they can prove me wrong again. Uh, Sharks of the Eels of 2020 can't beat them at home, but play like the Doggies when they're away. Yeah, that away record for the Sharks, we've said a few times, is starting to be a little bit of a worry. From Alec Tanner, we're really not where we should be, but there are some shining lights, the Roosters. There are plenty of shining lights for the Chooks. Uh, there's no doubt about that, uh, but they're definitely not where they need to be. In saying that, they're still fourth on the ladder. So despite them not being where they need to be, they are trucking along quite nicely, and they are making their way up that ladder. So with all the improvement the Chooks have in them, you have to be ha- pretty happy with how they're sitting at the moment, Alec. Uh, next one is from Mick McIntyre. He says, Tigers. Despite the losses, our attitude and culture appears to be improving. With the injuries and everything last night, we never gave up. Thank you, Jackson Hastings. Really good shout there, Mick. Yeah, I think the biggest thing about the Tigers this year has been the changing of their DNA. Especially in the first few weeks, it just looked like they didn't want to be out there on the field. And I remember at the end of week four... 
when we knew Jacko was coming back. I think it was no, so sorry, the end of week five, we knew Jacko was coming back, and I set off Mike to dinner, and um, we did a podcast on the Monday, and they were playing Monday afternoon. That was the day they beat Parramatta. Uh, so we did a quick little preview of the game, and I said to Denon off Mike, I said, fuck, I feel sorry for Jacko walking back into this team. And I, I said to him, mate, normally when a team's 0-4, you're waiting for that bounce-back game. And I said to him, I honestly don't know if the Tigers have a bounce-back game in them anytime soon. That's how poorly they were going. And, fuck, the, six hours later, they burst onto the scene. They knock over Parramatta. And they've just been a different football side since then. I think they've got unlucky since then as well with some results and some injuries and some decisions in games. But, uh, yeah, the Tigers, they are a different side. And next year, you add Api Curacao, you add Isaiah Papali'i, you had, you know, one of the most experienced and one of the best hookers in rugby league. And in my opinion right now, you had the best forward in rugby league right now to that side. So they're going to be a serious, serious handful. This one comes from this Jared Hutton. Uh, they have a poor work ethic culture due to years of underperforming. Players get picked each week from the Bulldogs. Yeah, uh, probably probably hard to argue with there, mate. Uh, I think they've been better this year than what they were last year, but it doesn't move you up the ladder, unfortunately. You've got to be better than the other sides in the competition this year, not better than yourself last year uh, if you want those genuine results and to see yourself climbing up the ladder. So... Tough for Canterbury. Blake Jarrett, 23. Todd Payton is a very good coach. Can't wait to see how he goes in the next two rounds. Yeah, the next two rounds will go a long way to probably deciding how far Todd Payton has come. Uh, he's obviously come a long way. There's no doubt about that, and he is a good coach. I was very sceptical last year on some of the decisions he was making, uh, but he has killed it this year and done a very good job. Uh, that if we can manage to field a side with no injuries, we're a lot better than we are going. Yeah, I don't know. So you you got to write your team <laughs> next to these comments, guys. Good God. Uh, what have we got? Okay, here's one for the Bunnies from Shalim. Uh, uh, sorry, Shalim. Uh, they need some backline spark, particularly a right winger or centre. Hopefully, Josiah Carapani is the answer for South. Yeah, Carapani coming into this side over the next few weeks, I think. Uh, a lot of wraps on him. They've also got Colo Colo, who they've got a lot of wraps on. Uh, Isaiah Tass, I, I thought he was going to be a real point of difference for them. Didn't quite kick on. I love the fact that South have moved Campbell Graham to the left side. We called for this in the preseason. I think it'll play dividends as the week goes on. Uh, but yeah, South probably need a little bit more spark out in the back line. Uh, but I do think that sort of starts from the middle as well. And I think they're going to really struggle without Cam Murray over the next few weeks. Uh, this one comes from Weft.t. Uh, we have no attack and always rely on Reese Walsh to come up with something that is true, and this is why I've gone Reese Walsh in Supercoach. They are heavily reliant on Reese Walsh. If it's not him, uh, it's just about no one at the moment. So obviously you need SJ to really step up. I think Arcee's been really good the last few weeks. Assi, sorry, I think he's been really good since coming into this side. Chanel Harris-DeVito will return over the next few weeks. You know who else they're really missing is Joshy Curran. Uh, he gives them a real point of difference in attack, so he'll be huge. Uh, um, what is what have we got next? Hastings is the players the Tigers have been missing since Prince. That comes from Fabian Capetta. And yes, I agree, mate. He probably is your best seven since Princey, outside of when Benji was playing halfback, of course. Uh, Manly, Kings of Inconsistency. That one comes from Bam88. Completely agree, mate. Very hard to get a read on what on earth they are doing. Uh, forgetting Sawali is still 18 from Jake Adams. Mate, 100%. I think people forget consistently just how young this guy is. I remember it was such a big headline last year, and now it's like we've just moved on from it. It's crazy. He is 18 years old doing the stuff that he is doing in first grade. He's scoring great tries in the air and whatnot, but fuck, he's just he's so talented it's scary. 
Warriors, not much to say. Fans will be going to Dolphins next year. I don't think so. I think that the Warriors faithful will stick with the Warriors. Uh, a very, very loyal fan base. They won't be making their way over to the Dolphins, in my opinion. Uh, Gaz Brown, 58. Knight's depth is shocking outside the top 17 and was severely lacking experience at half. Yeah, you are, but um, you knew that going into the season. This is what we spoke about in the preseason. Uh, I think Adam Clune's a good little addition. Milford coming in, if he can play his absolute best footy, uh, he could really make a huge difference there. But Clune, and you've got um, Jackie Clifford as well, who will keep improving as the season goes on. But yeah, you are missing Mitchell Pearce. I remember a lot of people telling me after week two that they'd been telling everyone Mitchell Pearce was the problem. Um, I think they do lack a bit of a direction without Pearcey realistically. Uh, that South shouldn't have got rid of Adam Reynolds. That one comes from Dean Page. Yeah, mate. Uh, an interesting decision by South Sydney that it could haunt them for quite some time, realistically, to consider that Adam Reynolds has gone up to the Brisbane Broncos and he's one of the players of the year at the moment. Um, very, very impressive. He's turned the Broncos from a wooden spoon side to a potential top eight team uh, just with his kicking game and his experience. So, yeah, South Sydney, I'm sure they'd be a very different side if they still had him in the team. Uh, our pack really isn't up to standards. Don't have a team there. What have we got? Despite all my criticisms of the signing Chad Towers, it has been extremely influential to the Cowboys' success so far. In saying that, I'd still go harder to sign Reynolds. Potentially, mate, but the money you'd have to pay for Reynolds compared to the money you'd have to pay for Chad and the results they're getting out of their sides, I would say Reynolds has been the better player. But value-wise, uh, the big play is probably Chad Townsend, realistically. I, I reckon Adam would be on close to double uh, what Chad is, to be honest with you. Um, so pretty damn impressive uh, what Chad has done up there. Uh, what have we got? Somehow we can beat the Eels, hold up against the Storm, beat Warriors 11, but can't beat the Raiders once. Yeah, the Sharkies there. Um, that's the inconsistency that we're talking about at times with the Cronulla Sharks. They look like a true premiership threat some weeks and they struggle after. I will just stay with the Sharkies. Uh, obviously, three games in 11 days was tough. They then had to play a, a game with 11 guys and managed to win that. Then they were down the next week against the Canberra Raiders. Uh, it just It would have been hard backing up the week before. So not making excuses for them, uh, but I can understand why they were a little bit down in that game as well. Trent Barrett is the man for the job. Looks like Phil Gould agrees with you. Reynolds is a beast. Adam Reynolds is the second coming of Christ. Jai Berry, love your work. Uh, Turbo, not a top 17 in Supercoach. Uh, based on his numbers so far this year, he isn't, but there will come a point where he definitely will be. And uh, it's just going to be about getting on Turbo at the right time. Dragons are a retirement home from Kobe Morgan, 28. Yeah, there are a lot of older heads there at the Dragons, and I think this is sort of how Hook likes to build his sides. Uh, they're meant to be a real gritty sort of side, which they are at times. But then when they there's other times where they just allow themselves to get blown out. I don't think they should be a retirement home. I think they should be a club with a hard-nosed forward pack that has seen a lot of rugby league with a halfback that's seen a heap of rugby league with two centers that have played, you know, a hundred odd games each that have been around for a couple of years that have a bit of X factor. And then you have these young kids, these Bud Sullivan's, Amon, um, Tyrell Sloan in this side. I think it could be successful, but Hook, he obviously sees it a very different way. I don't like the way he's handling it. Dropped a podcast on it earlier this week. I think it's kind of bullshit to be honest with you. But yeah, they are looking a little bit like a retirement home, but they don't need to because they've got so many good, young, talented guys in this side. 
side that I think they should feature in there alongside Benny Hunt. All Newcastle Knights players are made of glass. 20-plus multiple week injuries in 10 weeks of footy is unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy what's happened to the Knights up there. Very unfortunate for them, especially after they started the season uh, pretty damn well. But, yeah, tough to... Tough to work out what, what what's going on up there up in Newcastle. Hopefully they can turn it around over the next few weeks. Same shit as every year. Very disappointed Dragons supporter. It does sort of feel that way with the Dragons, mate. Uh, team selections and whatnot seemingly holding you guys back, in my opinion. Uh, what have we got? Broncos, Adam Reynolds, back-to-back. A few there for the Penny Panthers. Uh, what have we got? Titans to leave Campbell and Wallace in their side. Yeah, I agree, mate. I think Jared Wallace has been really solid for the Titans when he has played. Uh, Jaden Campbell, he just he has to be there. I just I can't see a world where the Titans do not pick Jaden Campbell every single week. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. He has to be in the side. Is Bre- is um, Brimo a better fullback? I think he probably is. But Jaden Campbell, you can't really play him anywhere else, and he's got talent that not many other guys have. He's got a little bit of X factor about him. That's you know, I wouldn't say it's better than Brimo. It's different to Brimo, but you can still get a lot out of Brimson in the six jersey and with Campbell in the one jersey, and it just prepares him for the future as well. So I agree, mate. I think he has to be in there. As a Storm fan, I realize we need our whole spine fit to compete. Uh, probably to compete with the Penrith Panthers, but you probably don't to compete with all the other sides, realistically, or a lot of the other sides. But yeah, on grand final day, the Melbourne Storm, I think if you're going to knock over the Penrith Panthers or if it's going to be in a prelim, whenever it might be, I do think you will need uh, your full spine there for sure. All right, I've learned, this one comes from Mike Cull 92 I've learned that the Chooks have looked to iron out their kinks. They finally have Kieran Tedesco finding their groove, Walker being allowed to play eyes up footy, and we finally have a dependable goal kicker. Walker looks like he's improving every week, can think of a few, to- a few, uh, can think of a few teams who underestimate how valuable a good kicker is. Yeah, for sure, I think there are a number of teams that undervalue that, and the Roosters, they are heading in the right direction. I still think it's got a little bit more to do with their middle forwards and what people, um, than what people are saying, but the spine and everything definitely starting to click. The Raiders can put in can put it with anyone on their day, but just very inconsistent with disruptions to their spin for a while now. Yes, the Raiders, they can go head-to-head with anyone in this competition when they're playing at their best, but we very rarely see their absolute best. Uh, I would argue that last week they were great. I wouldn't say it was their absolute best, though. I think they have got another gear in them, which we saw in 2019. So hopefully the Raiders have turned that corner and you can start to see the very best of the Canberra Raiders over the next few weeks. Uh, that Dave Clemmer is so underrated at the Knights. He does so much for our team. Yeah, I agree. David Clemmer's been sensational this year. He's got Mitch Barnett back now in the middle, which will help a lot because um, I think he needs a little bit of assistance through the middle, especially when Daniel Saifidi, we would have to assume, goes off to play State of Origin. Clemmer has been unreal so far this season. Uh, hopefully he keeps it up because they need him to. Penrith are a genuine powerhouse from Snoopy Loopy, 69. They definitely are, mate. They're very much so in that Sydney Roosters, Melbourne Storm sort of category now. I think it's those three teams up there. It'll be very interesting to see who they're able to go into the market and get now when they're able to really flex their muscles and go after some big fish there. Um, what have we got? Unfortunately, I can see them landing around that 10th, 11th position again, which is really devastating for the Dragons. Yes, I think they'll be around that mark too. I had them as Smokies for the eight, uh, but very hard to see them crashing it. Well, they're, they're making the eight now, realistically. 
Um, game management is about leadership. Re- Renault and the forwards need to maintain that. Yep, completely agree. Uh, that Gus remains undefeated when it comes to the media spin. Yeah, he's very good at painting the narrative um, that's best for his club, feel good. Uh, the whole Trent Barrett thing, I, I think if anyone's buying that he quit uh, without any pressure, you're kidding yourself. And uh, Gus has got you exactly exactly where you he wants you to be. Johnson needs to step up or step aside uh, from Dane Dane Debt. Uh, yeah, mate, SJ's been pretty disappointing last few weeks. Let's call a spade a spade. Uh, I haven't been very impressed with his performances. I know he's a better footballer than what he's shown, uh, but he is going to need to improve over the next few weeks because they desperately desperately need him to stand up, the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, they have got a number of young halves. Volkman has arrived over there. CHT not in the team this week. Assey's been playing really well, so a bit of pressure on SJ, I think. Uh, Roosters are on an upward swing. I think they are, mate, definitely. Uh, Jack Whiten is a bum. He should be playing Reggie as a Matt Frawley as a shoe-in to be the next immortal. Bit of a piss take there, I think. Um, yeah, okay, guys, that will do all of our comments there. Make sure next time we do this, you put in which team you are talking about. I can't just have a random out of context. Our defense needs to improve and our attack could be better. I mean, that does you don't tell me which team you go for, obviously. So I need a bit more context on those ones in the future, so I'll have to put it in the... Um, in the post itself, which I didn't think I probably had to. But lesson learned there. Hope you enjoyed this one, guys. We've got Random Stats Guy joining us tomorrow morning. If you haven't listened already, Beers and Breakevens came out on YouTube earlier today. So go to YouTube, type in Beers and Breakevens. Myself and Timmy Williams talking everything Round 11 Supercoach and then taking a deep dive into Round 13, which is going to be super important this season.